So let's do it, guys. I feel like I just want to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> that's what this is, brother. Okay. That's the whole point of this. But we're also going to talk about uh, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Of structure. Exactly. So, uh, here I am doing science. Jerry tells the jokes, Dean sings the songs, and gets the girl. Pizza time. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, I just want to take another look at you. Move to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight from across the world wide web is... Not Sean Mackey. No, he's not with us tonight. Instead, it's uh, in his place, the uh, the other recurring guest host on this show, Rudy Rudolph in the house. Rudy, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks. Yeah, Sean's away on a uh, Western adventure, uh, finding himself with his two brothers. Um, so we're just going to have to fly solo me and you elijah right it's just us the just two the you. two brothers are two nobody we're, else we're two brothers without sean yeah, sean's not we our passed brother. sean to his other two brothers I, I listen to brothers. that just the two of you guys would you talking about life oh i forgot there's a third person uh, yes our, th- our third guest on the episode that's right ladies and gentlemen the sultan of syrup himself <laughs> sam oh, heisbrenner yeah. from the sam. great great north and if Sam's on the show, that must be it's time for another Mission Impossible adventure. Our, uh, the, the fourth <laughs> entry in our uh, Impossible Missions series <laughs> that we've been doing that people are just loving. Just the downloads are through the roof. No no uh, coincidence, maybe, that it was initially going to be a monthly thing, and maybe we've taken a bit longer than that in between episodes. Perhaps. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's only been longer than a month because we're lazy at yeah. this concept. Wait, can I just call out, Sam, are you wearing a hat that says Halley in reference to Halifax? Because Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually in reference to Halliburton, which is, uh, <laughs> which yes. is where uh, I um, will sometimes go to experience the... Uh, you know, the true uh, northern vibes of Canada. Do people call it Halley? That's a thing? Yeah, people do call it that. <laughs> Even more Canadian than I could have imagined. Some actually, okay, let's just make it more Canadian. A former NHL hockey player who was born in Halliburton started a Halley business, <laughs> uh, and we bought his merch. Let's go. Um, so, yeah. Do they sell syrup, too? <laughs> um, not... Not directly, no. Not directly. <laughs> I thought your hat was referencing well, uh, Halle Berry. The- oh, <laughs> this yeah. is a movie podcast. <laughs> I thought I wasn't the only person out there with Halle Berry merch <laughs> that they wear on a regular basis. <laughs> just get one that says Nick with the with the C, just Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Or Cage. There you go. Speaking of Nick Cage, should we get into our oh, movie trailer of the week? Love that transition. Just <laughs> lobbed it up and just hit it over the fence. You lobbed it up. I threw it down. The trailer of the week this week. Normally on the Impossible Missions series, we go right into the the mission. But this week, a trailer popped up that was just too good, too good for us to not talk about on on the pod. This week's trailer of the week is the uh, forthcoming pig. 
I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone stole her. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. What are you thinking? I remember every meal I ever cooked. I remember every person I ever served. You live your life for them, and they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. That uh, that's that's my pig. That silence uh, really just you know (laughs) illustrates how uh, everyone's feeling about this movie. Basically, this is a a Nick Cage vehicle, and the synopsis on IMDb says the movie is about a truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian (laughs) wilderness and must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. And uh, the, the description is better than yeah. the trailer. Yeah, I didn't know that was the description. I didn't know it said truffle hunter. That truffle is hunter. That's it's just, Nick Cage. Wow. That's what he does. It stars Nick Cage up in the woods up there in uh, in uh, Oregon, mm. and uh, just vibing. Well, I want to be in on this meeting where it's like, okay, I got this fantastic idea. Okay, first I want to throw out the title at you. Title's pig. All right, and it's gonna center. Around this deranged, homeless-looking Nick Cage, you know, coming hot off the heels, peak of his career, Nick Cage, and he's gonna be hunting truffles. They're in the meeting with Nick Cage, and that's how it starts. Nick, we got this movie. We want to be. It. We we want you to be in. And here, it, here's the title. It's called Pig. And Nick Cage is instantly like, "I'm in. Where I'm do in. I sign?" <laughs> maybe this is what happened. I think this is what happened actually. They pitch him a movie, has like totally different movie, and he talks them into making this movie. He's like, let's just change a couple things here and there, and then it's Pig is, is born. But, but the title's gold. I love it. <laughs> I thought it was like Nick Cage said, I'm not going to be any movies for a bit. I'm just going to live in the Oregonian wilderness for a bit with this pig. And then I'm like, okay, can we just like film that? That's a documentary. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actual life. It could be. I mean, essentially what this looks like, and a lot of people are making the comparison. You guys made it. Uh, Sam called it out from the jump there. Just, this is just John Wick with a Nick Cage and a pig instead of Keanu Reeves and a dog, which, I mean, is also beautiful. Yeah, uh, it's like if you took John Wick and just, like, rolled it around in the mud and dirt and poop, and then out comes Nick Cage and this pig instead. 
I'm <laughs> I'm tremendous. I'm all in. I, it's impossible for someone to be more in on a movie than I am in on this this movie coming out. I can't wait. You're not afraid of like can't it becoming too artsy? <laughs> you think it's gonna I, be like? I think it's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be too artsy. But Nick Cage has the ability to make any artsy movie elevated beyond artsiness back to the being enjoyable by the common man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Speaking for of it. Nick Cage, this week I just watched uh, or rewatched um, the uh, 1995 classic uh, City of Angels. You ever see? You guys ever seen that one? Can't say that I have. I have not heard good things. Though. It's on. Uh, it's on HBO Max, and it's maybe the worst movie that's ever been made. I don't know if there's <laughs> there's a more terrible movie. It's truly just just awful. But it's like the peak of. It doesn't get better than like. It's so bad it's good, and then it goes past good to bad again, and then it's just like teetering on the edge of being bad again, but it just manages to stay on being good. That's how bad it is. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. It'll change your life. Who is it? A, is it Kurt Russell? <laughs> Who is it? It's Nick Cage and someone else, right? Uh, Meg Ryan. There. Oh, oh. oh okay. There okay. was an opposing male lead too. It's just. No, it's just, it's like a it's a it's a love story. Oh great! From it's actually mm. 1998. I got the year wrong. Well, that's Elijah. Beautiful. What percentage of Nick Cage's movies would you do you think you've actually seen? I don't think I've even scratched the surface, dog. Yeah, five <laughs> percent maybe. <laughs> His IMDb is is not a short list. Oh, it's stacked. It is yeah. stacked. the prolific Academy Award winning actor Nick Cage. <laughs> He's right up there with like Samuel L. Jackson in terms of like. Li- uh, number of credits <laughs> never saying no to a movie <laughs> yeah anyway city of angels just like a total total trip of a movie if you want to feel like you're just like hallucinating for uh two hours this is this is the movie mm. for you little fun fact though the uh the song iris by the goo goo dolls which is like mm. you know objectively a very good song i think everyone yep. would agree even even yep. people who would say they don't like that song it's like Deep down inside, you really like it. It's just like there's something about that song that's good. And but it was written for this movie, so the lyrics from that song. If you ever wanted to know what the lyrics are about, they're about like the plot of this movie. No way. Wow. It's just hilarious that a song that is so like objectively good could come from a movie that is so just like objectively terrible. That's great. From the ashes <laughs> rises the phoenix. That's right. Out of the ashes of the city of angels comes uh one of the best songs ever recorded wow. i love that fun fact that was a fun fact <laughs> anyway i think we've digressed in, in, in enough from our trailer of the week but uh yeah go check that out on imdb the pig trailer and check out city of angels too it's on hbo max give it a watch give it a spin uh, IMDb says more like this and then has you've got mail as the first option so <laughs> That's a good sign. Uh, Anyways. City of Angels is like if they took like anything that was enjoyable and lighthearted out of You've Got Mail and made it like (laughs) sad and depressing. And if they swapped out Tom Hanks with Nick Cage, but it's Nick Cage at his like most weird and and like creepy. That's City of Angels. Awesome. Yeah, that uh, sounds really bad. Yeah. It's like most most of the movie is just him go walking around sniffing Meg Ryan's hair. That's, anyway, that's we've got a pony, got a Pony Express know. here. We're just going right into the Pony Express because I don't feel like editing in the sound noise. It's just too much work okay. to, to to edit in the. Pony I'll do it really quick. <laughs> right here he comes. I'm gonna have to edit it in anyway. Oh. 
Um, I did that for nothing then. Yeah, yeah. It was just so the people could hear your your beautiful singing pipes. Just leave all this in and don't do it. (laughs) There we go. The dialogue. Everyone can hear the inner the inner turmoil. Yeah. Um, This message comes from an old listener of ours, maybe our oldest listener. Longest listener? I don't know. I don't say oldest. Longest listener. (laughs) Aren't like most of your listeners people who started listening from the beginning? You know what, Sam? Do you want to be on this podcast or not? (laughs) I'm just saying that you. I I was commenting on the loyalty and commitment level of your. Sorry, we don't just pull in new listeners every episode. (laughs) Working with what we got. I can I can accept some responsibility. It seems that we've started a series that isn't the most popular. So everyone knows this podcast is just for us. It's a really selfish endeavor. Yeah, we're having fun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Anyway. This message is from Uncle Christian. It's regarding podcast number 50, the uh, mystery movie Mayhem, or whatever we settled on the title that one was. Uncle Christian writes in, Good show, boys. I did not guess any of your movies. So mm. Noah, nope, Noah didn't solve them. He says, My first guess for Elijah after the first clue was the Blair Witch Project. Then I interwebbed the Blair Witch Project and saw it came out pre-2000. So he was wrong on that one. Sean's clue that someone very involved with as a Scientologist threw me off. Probably like everyone, I was thinking actor, actor or actress, not the writer. Come on, man, with three yeah. exclamation mm. points, he writes. That's a very fair come on, man. That was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, freaking <laughs> yeah. Sean. Yeah, the guy who uh, the guy who held the microphone out for the 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 fourth care actor in the movie, uh, that guy was a Scientologist. <laughs> the the pig actually that played pig in the movie Pig was the Scientologist. There's rumors that it's a Scientologist. Yeah, Scientology pig. And then lastly, he writes, uh, he just couldn't zone in on Rudy's. Couldn't couldn't figure it out. So there you go. Even Rudy's, he couldn't figure it out. Well, I, I think a lot that. of people had... Rudy's, who was actually... I solved Rudy's first on the pod. It sounded like a lot of people struggled with that one. So Well, that makes me feel better because the, the speed at which you solved it made me feel very discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy is all in on the Alien versus Predator movie. Anyway, so that's the Pony Express. Let's get into the feature film of the week. This episode, we are breaking down... Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Q Sirens. Also known as the one where he gets disavowed again. I disavow. Again, again. <laughs> disavow. Again, again. <laughs> How many times can we keep disavowing this guy? <laughs> How many times is IMF getting shut down? The bomb blew up the Kremlin. Your team has been disavowed. It was a setup. Everyone connected with this man is an asset. We come back with our target, but we don't come back. How do you propose that we do that? We take him out. It would take special skills. I don't seduce. I just... Cool. It's not as if any mission is going to be rougher than the last one. Is it? Rated PT-13 in theaters and IMAX December 21st. Uh, this one, uh, the synopsis is IMF is shut down when it's implicated in the bombing of the Kremlin, causing Ethan Hunt and his new team to go rogue to clear their organization's name. Came out in 2011. Um, and this is really what I would say is sort of the beginning of 
the modern era mm. Mission Impossibles. Mm. This is sort of like the, you know, they're, they've figured out how they're going to do this sustainably, you know? Yes. Yeah. This is, I think, Mission Impossible 3 is like the Fast and Furious uh, 4 of mm. this franchise. Yep. And this is like the Fast and Furious 5 where it's like, mm. okay, now they're really, like, 3 kind of helps reset things a little bit yeah. in this franchise and then this one is kind of like here's where this is the rhythm yeah. this is really what yeah. they're doing yeah and and yeah it just rolls from here yeah so. they're finding their stroke unlike the sixers <laughs> oh sorry about that <laughs> tough loss last night um on the first watch i was like man this seems like they spent a lot more money making this movie than all the other ones but when i looked into it they actually spent less it was like 145 million estimate on this one and 150 on the last one. So I was like, oh, where really? That, where all that money went. But um, wow. but yeah, it's definitely much more like professional. Uh, mo- like you said, Elijah, a modern vibe going on. So, so my take on this one though is that this is the one that is like where they're finding their group. But I also think this is the worst in the franchise. This is the bot, the worst one in my opinion. Oh, crazy okay. take crazy taste we can get into get into my rationale for why that's the case later on but uh re-watching it i think it's it's one of the lowest like cumulatively i guess we can just talk about it now since this is a general point of the discussion i think cumulatively it's all pretty low but it has one of the highest peaks in the franchise which is you know what we'll get into the best for me is the the burj khalifa sequence where they're in yeah. uh, dubai and that to me is like one of the peaks of the entire franchise as a whole. So it's one, I think one of the, the worst movies with one of the best like high points mm. of all the movies, you know? Yeah. So it's, what, yeah. what scene in particular where he's scaling the, the building? I think the, the, the best sequence, that whole sequence starting from the scaling, the bit when they, he, they realize that they're going to have to get into the server room to, or I guess whenever they get to Dubai to that uh, car chase scene in the dust storm. That whole yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty long, long uh, sequence yeah. there, but um, that to me is like as good as any of the Mission Impossible movies get. Yeah, yeah. The, you have a uh, one of the peak Tom Cruise running scenes. Yep. Uh, yep. In there with the sandstorm coming yep. up behind him. He runs. You also, like, yeah. Well, I was just he gonna runs. say you also get Go Tom ahead, Cruise man. running with a limp, which really shows his acting abilities. He can show how he sort of can do the run, but also with the limp. Like I don't know. I think it's that scene yeah. where he's running with his arms and his, you know that meme of like the guy from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the cop who's like running. Yeah. His arms are like <laughs> for those listening to the podcast, my arms are going up and down at ninety degree angles <laughs> like an idiot, and that's what Tom Cruise is doing. And it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, I mean that, that's a that's a signature signature run. Yeah. So that's my. I guess we can get right into the best, but that's my my best part for me is the. Uh, that that whole sequence do you guys think i and i think so far this is like the least tom cruisey except for that one scene where he's like mission accomplished but then they like <laughs> laugh about it you know like it wasn't like a serious thing um yeah it wasn't like so tom cruisey like this is the tom cruise movie <laughs> he, he toned it down a little bit you saw a little bit less of the yeah. scientologist in there maybe that's why i don't like this one as much because it's the least unhinged. He's the most hinged in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll go next. My best, I think the best part about this movie, you know, like I said, and I keep saying it, the last two movies, it gets better. I think this is even better than number three. 
Really? Um, really liked it. Like, this was just, this is a good movie, man. I really liked it. It was too long. It was too long. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah. just for like from the first scene, that first scene is epic. Like it's very James Bondy going into the whole like the whole city, and it zooms in on this one chase scene, and where he like that guy, uh, the agent, he throws like the trampoline thing behind him, and then shoots the two bad guys on the roof like while he's falling <laughs> off the roof. Yeah, sick. Yeah. So you know the production value. I think it was weird because like that you have that scene where they blow up the Kremlin. That totally like caught me off guard. I was like, "Holy crap, it's insane!" But then like the 2011 CGI comes in, and you're like, "Ah, yeah. like it's yeah. so fake." It's like, "Uh," yeah. but it's still like it was still caught me off guard. And it was cool. And there's a bunch of scenes like that that really like caught me off guard, and that like made the movie fun. I was on the edge of my seat. I don't know what the what that had to frame my best, but it was like I guess the suspense <laughs> and like keeping me engaged throughout the whole movie is the best part. The elevated production yeah, quality sure. elevated from the production previous value. installments. Yeah, I think um, I think my best is kind of along the same lines as yours, uh, both of yours. Uh, the um, the stunt. I think this one was the first one where where I was aware of what like kind of kind of what the stunt was going to be at the Burj Khalifa before I saw the movie. Yeah, because it was in the news and they were talking about how. Tom Cruise was like actually like harnessed up on the outside of the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world, like actually running around along it, you know, like, I mean, and it was Freaking like, wild, obviously man. they CGI out all the harnesses and everything. Yeah. Right. But like now <laughs> though, almost every mission impossible movie, it's almost like they're trying to have a stunt like that uh, at the beginning, yeah. you know, where yeah. it's like, they want to be in the news for it. Because, you know, publicity or whatever. So, like, the one, there's one where he was, like, on the side of the airplane. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Tom Cruise was actually on the side of this airplane. Yeah. You it's see like, it over and over well, again. That's, but I don't know that any of them have lived up to this one. And yeah. I think Elijah mentioned that. This is kind of the peak. The stunt. One of the peak stunts. Yeah. yeah. How funny would it be if they were like, uh, we're going to scale the tallest building in the world. Like, we're going to have a scene where he's scaling the building. And they're on, like, the 10th floor. <laughs> <laughs> like you can see the ground right below them. It's like, hey, it's the tallest building, man. We're still scaling the tallest building. Yeah. He is on the outside. <laughs> it's just so that scene is just so good, and I still like even to this day that just watching it. I watched it this, uh, watched it to just before we started recording. But that scene where he swings and then he like lets go of the rope and swing. Like I'm still just like oh. holding my breath on my edge of the seat. I've probably seen this movie I don't know four or five times now, but it still is just so. Mm-hmm such a good scene yeah um and you're yeah. so suspenseful and like it's just yeah it's the peak it's the peak i it's that's that's a good like you know summation of it. it's sort of the peak of all the mission impossibles but uh now pivot into the worst like i was saying i think this is you know for the rest of the movie outside of the scenes in dubai it's a pretty like it's i don't know it's a pretty mundane uh Mission Impossible. Like Rudy was saying, the CGI has really not aged well at all. It looks mm. really, really not good. Um, so that's yeah. it. And it, there's so many, there's a couple scenes where it's just so crucial to have the CGI and it just doesn't hit. So that's a downside. Um, and yeah, the plot, I think the plot is just sort of like boring and weak. And there's not, you just, the bad guy, there's no like, you don't really. You're not really connected to this bad guy anyway. He just seems like just a dude. And uh, there's yeah. just, you don't feel like very invested in the movie outside of that uh, sequence 
in Dubai, which is like I was saying, you know, like one of the best Mission Impossible sequences, period. So it's just the contrast between the rest of the movie and that scene is just so stark that um, I don't know. That's for, so for me, the worst was sort of like the rest of the movie. That's not that sequence. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I had for my worst. It basically, just they get disavowed and there's nukes. Yeah, and it's like I I think there's kind of hints of that in almost every Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, um, like one of those two things probably. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like the plot was a little lacking. But the action and I guess the stunts and some of the set pieces kind of made up for it. I, I didn't hate the like the ending action. Like I thought it was kind of funny with like the Jeremy Renner kind of falling down the mm. shaft in the, the magnet suit or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's some good stuff. in Dude, there. this is definitely a movie like not to watch if you're afraid of heights. There are like six scenes that like key in on the fear of heights throughout this whole yeah. movie. Are you afraid of yeah. heights, Rudy? No, not particularly. But I mean... <clears throat> You know, I had originally put down my worst as, and it's and it's not a bad scene. It's not a, you know a bad part of the movie, but that scene where he's calling out of the car and he's crashing it intentionally to like get down, like what is it, a yeah. hundred meters? They say like that is the stuff mm-hmm. of nightmares. Like literally, I've had nightmares of being in a car <laughs> falling off the side of a building or something. It's just horrifying. But um, I don't know, Sam. I feel like I can't believe I'm about to defend a Mission Impossible against you guys. <laughs> But I feel like this movie oh, had, like, no. I don't know. The, I thought the bad guy, I agree with you that they didn't develop the bad guy enough. And I talk about that in my uh, ad. But I feel like, you know, he's like a Thanos-type character before Thanos is around. He wants to, like, cleanse the planet. And I think it was kind of cluttered. But there's so many scenes where it's like, the mission is very difficult, <laughs> if not impossible. But then there's all these, like, hiccups that happen along the way. Like the glove falls off and it's just like, holy cow, the glove fell off and now he's only got one glove. Or like, you know, the, they, the guy brings along the interpreter to read the code. So they're just like, okay, we're just gonna have to go for it and we're gonna have to pretend like we're the guy. Like you have those, that all these like really complex scenes, I think that came together and yeah, made it really fun and exciting. Um, but with that said, my worst part, I didn't like the whole um, like Russian spy narrative like the Ru- the Russian, like uh, I don't know if it was the KGB or whatever, trying to track him down. Yeah. Like, to me, that didn't really add anything, and it was just kind of like they're just sort of annoying, like the rest annoying. of the movie. Yeah. And then they like the resolution at the end is like, "I called you, said I could clear my name." It's like really, like you were so concerned about these like really obviously like terrible, terribly like not very good at finding people, people chasing you down, like they're yeah. whatever. So. Yeah. That was probably the worst part. It's almost like I it felt like they were trying to play it for comic relief, but they didn't do it very yeah, good. Job. Exactly. Yeah. So so that so that's sort of the you know, the worst Addison, maybe? Worst segments. Um time for a little cutting. You know what it is. Yeah. The segment where we cut a scene out of the movie and we add a scene into the movie. Or scenes oh, nice. if you want. See multiple scenes? That was not in the last several times you explained this to uh, me. You know, it's a loose operation, man. <laughs> whatever oh, whatever okay. works. <laughs> Sam, as our, okay. our esteemed guest, why don't you go first? Um, I think I would cut the... Um, in, like, kind of the, the third act or the final act of the movie when uh, Jane, I think her name is, 
and they have like this weird she's like trying to get the codes from the guy yeah. and yeah. he's like it's kind of all this the whole thing is weird like why does he need the codes just More like codes. can she just like <laughs> like sneak up on him and like start choking him out and get the codes like <laughs> Just give me the codes. like it seemed to be a little more um i guess cat and mouse than they needed to have and i i just i was like okay yeah it's a this. very like uh james bond-esque like we're gonna like convolute the plot in a way that we have to have the hot girl be hot in this movie and like the, yeah. we'll find yes. some way to make that happen and this is yeah. just the it's just just doing it for the sake of doing it i think yeah i guess maybe that would like now that you mentioned that, that'd be another thing that like sort of contributes to like the worst i think this movie is like really indebted to other movies and it's not really like a unique mission impossible and that there are elements like that where it's just like a james bond ripoff and then there's other elements yeah. like the being disavowed thing or whatever that are just sort of like a born type of vibe. And it just seems like it's trying to do other movies more than it is trying to be, I don't know, Mission Impossible. Not to keep getting back to the worst, worst discussion, but <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of that scene myself, Sam. What are you going to, what are you adding in since you're cutting that out? Well, what I, I would like to add is a flashback. Um, and I think this follows like the, I don't know where I heard this, but I think there's a filmmaking rule called show don't tell. Mm. Um, and Jeremy sounds Renner like, is like, sounds like one <laughs> sounds like that'd be a thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jeremy Renner is like, Oh yeah. Like I was protecting this husband and wife and then I got tricked or whatever. Yes. And you find out later that she didn't die. And yes. you know, it's like, just show us that. That would be cool. Like, yeah. I, I, why don't you show us that happening and yeah. him getting fooled and all yeah. of that. So I would say put that in there. Yeah, they don't want to like give Love up that. their big plot twist, which is his past or whatever and his connection to Ethan Hunt. Yeah. But in doing so, you're just like not really invested in that storyline, I think. That's a good yeah. call. But but I think they could easily have just been like, okay, we'll show you kind of pieces of what happened when he first tells us about it. Yeah. And we'll show you the other pieces of what happened right. later on, like when when we're supposed to learn. Yeah, what's going on. without like, show, like without showing you that it was like Tom Cruise's yeah. character that he was protecting or whatever. Like, yes, yeah. yeah. Don't they do that? Yes. They do that in a civil Captain America: Civil War, right? Where it's like you find out that Bucky is the one who killed RDJ's parents. It's like yeah. you see like yeah, exactly like halfway flashbacks, and then like you finally the big reveal. I don't think I watched that. Mm. Word. You should. It's a good movie. It's good guys fighting each other. I don't really like the good guys when they fight each other. You know me. Yeah, I like I agree my bad guys bad. I like. I, that's why I really like this bad guy because it's like, yeah, he's a psycho. He's bad. We should get rid of <laughs> he him. He just sucks. <laughs> no redeeming qualities. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I don't like when they're like they're switching side. That guy was bad. Now he's good. And this guy's good. Now he's bad. <laughs> what do I even mm. believe anymore? <laughs> I don't know who to trust. Can't trust any of these like, people. That's what life is like. Like. Boo. No one's like bad person <laughs> yeah, all the time, on. and no one's a good person all the That's time. That's why I'm watching like, a movie. I'm not speak for yourself, life. Sam. I'm okay. I'm a good guy all the time, 100, percent baby. Um, you know what, Elijah? If there was one person who I thought disproved <laughs> that rule, I would have thought of you. So, and a lot of people, many people are saying I'm basically the real life Ethan Hunt. Like a <laughs> wow. lot of people are saying that about me. Many people. <laughs> it's a pretty common uh, statement. No. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, where are we at here? I'm gonna cut my scene and add a new one. Um, oh, word, right on. I'm really gonna take a knife to basically everything after, and I think you should cut like scenes in between before this, but everything after like the sandstorm scene, up until the point where it's like let's get the guy and the satellite and launch the nuke because yeah. I think there's just so much space of like, like Sam was mm-hmm. like it includes that whole party scene of like trying to get the codes out of that guy and blah 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 blah. It was really ah uh, just dumb and then you still have this like chase like after all of that you have the chase where you know ethan hunt's chasing down this russian just crazy so uh cutting all that out and i want more backstory about this villain i want to hear i want some more speeches i really like that scene where they're like reading the speech of him um you know talking about why he's advocating for killing everybody uh, yeah, the the fact that like they they hype him up, he's got a 190 IQ and he speaks perfect English and and the way that he like kind of trapped Ethan Hunt in the beginning by like jumping on their comms and like telling you know basically saying to the Russians, oh the Americans are trying to attack us, all like really intricate and I think well written, but then you don't really get a chance to get any development there. So uh, I want some more backstory. I want some more cool scenes with him. Maybe a montage, perhaps. Mm, there you go. Building you a go. nuke or something. Yeah. Um, my cut is I want to I want to cut out everything that's not the Burj Burj Khalifa Dubai scene. It's you want all a going. Movie. <laughs> yeah, we're adding in. Uh, no, I'm adding in more Ving Rhames. That's the biggest downside of this movie. True, you don't I get anything until the freaking very end of the movie for some bizarre reason. You have him on contract to be in the movie. Why is he only in it for you know two minutes at the very end? So I just need more more Ving in this somehow. I don't know. Maybe he's along for the ride for the first half of it. I don't know. Something like that. And then I'm adding in. Um, I think the party scene is fine. Whatever. But at the party scene, the problem is they have Jeremy Renner back in the vents. And I want a scene where Jeremy Renner sings. Jeremy Renner, beautiful singing voice, by the way. <laughs> he needs he needs to, to sing in this movie. So he's going to be at the party, and he's going to have to sing to distract the people instead of the the woman there doing her womanly things to distract them. <laughs> Jeremy Renner is going to put on a concert. He's going to be singing his hit song, Heaven Don't Have a Name. It's it's a bop. <laughs> Look it up. And uh, that's what I'm adding, the Jer- Jeremy Renner concert halfway through. Wow. His character even mentions that at the end. He's like, I want to be the guy who seduces the rich dude next time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get him there and have him sing. I really hate that, though. Like, it's not fair. Like, if you're a multi million dollar actor, like, why do you need to break into the music space and start kicking butt, too? Like, they're, do something for the rest yeah, of us. <laughs> the songs he's. They're very like actor trying to be a singer songs. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not good. Oh, okay. They're good. very bad. Thank God. <laughs> they're very bad. <laughs> Actually, they're pretty horrendous. It's like a, it's maybe the dumbest song that's ever been written. But in a, like a, in a, a, a Jeremy Renner way, it's it's also enjoyable. Word. Time to re- get it. Put on your casting cap, Sam. Recast oh, a role. I'm wearing it. It's on. Oh, you got it on. It says Howie yeah. on it. That's why I thought yeah. it maybe wasn't your recasting cap. My. I know uh, because it's like. Hallie's like Callie, and Callie's where Hollywood is. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I thought it was a hint that you're gonna cast Halle Berry in this movie. No, no, uh, she had a had a chance to be a supporting role in a spy movie, and that movie was very, very bad. So, um, <laughs> sorry, James Bond. Shout uh, out Goldeneye. No, uh, 
Is it Goldeneye? Was it, it was no, it was um, Die Another Day. Oh, Die Another Day. Goldeneye was a good one with Chris Brosnan. Die Another oh. Day is not a good one with Chris Brosnan. I don't know. Good one. With, good one with Pierce Brosnan <laughs> sounds like an oxymoron to me. <laughs> Anyways, that's our next spy movie series. Anyway, yeah, that's a, that'll be our next series. We'll get into it. Yeah, I was watching Casino Royale last night. Pretty tight. Oh, jeez. Pretty sick. Pretty good movie. We got Go Sam. Ahead, we got Sam under contract after this to do every single James Bond movie. That's yo, that'd be lit. There's like every fifteen. Single, just every action spy thriller series. <laughs> we got Sam on board for. Jason Bourne, we're coming at you. Uh, I love we it. can't talk about that because Elijah hates that, and I love it. And oh shoot! I don't hate it. I think overrated. No, mm. it's so good. Conversation for a different day. I think sure. Ethan Hunt blows Jason Bourne out of the water. But uh, no again, conversation for another day. Um, recast the role, Sam. What are you? What are you going to recast, dog? Um. Okay, so I have, I have a couple because I think some of them are pretty obvious. So. Um. Uh, we'll yeah, we'll see what you guys say. Too. So the ones. first one, I think, um, Maggie Q was in the last movie as like the female spy, yeah, like on the team. Like why? Like she could have been Jane. Oh yeah, definitely. Right, like that would have been easy, and she was great in the last movie. Um, and more team continuity mm. would be nice. So yep. do that. Um, well, she's a babe, and then I. I have another one, but I can save it. So. No, I want to hear it. What do you mean you gonna oh. save it? What are you gonna save it for? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, it's one that it's one that I think I would use in almost every one of these movies. He's saving forward. it for the next time we talk about this movie. <laughs> the next time we do Ghost Protocol. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing the um, doing the yeah, Ghost the Ghost do... Protocol follow up in this uh, concept season two. <laughs> Elijah, I I would say though. It wouldn't be unusual for us to have to record a True. podcast more than once. True. So. <laughs> okay, okay. That's, um, that's first, the fault, not mine. Okay, yeah. actually, you know what? Hold on. I'm just going to check the Zencaster. Okay, it looks like it's still going. So. <laughs> what do you got, Sam? Simon Pegg? You cutting him? No, um, I was going to say that um philip seymour hoffman needs to be in this movie uh, i think that if your problem is that the villain isn't that compelling yeah. then why not bring in the most compelling villain that the series has had so i like that i like that seymour philmip seymour philmip poffs seamip fillmore seaman fillmore well, <laughs> well oh yo, okay <laughs> family podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can Rest uh, in peace. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, going off of a more compelling bad guy, I think I want to make a more compelling bad guy. I like the main bad guy, but they spend quite a bit of time on his like right-hand man, that henchman guy. And I feel like he's kind of a no-name, faceless dude. I don't even know the actor's name. What's his name? Like They kept saying it, like, Whist- Whisberg or what's... Wistrom. 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 He's played by Sim he's Simuli like, Edelman. He's quite like lame. In his place, and I don't know how old he would be in 2011. He's probably pretty old, but still a beast. I want... Um, F. <laughs> he forgot his name. Yes. <laughs> I want okay. Dolph. Heaven don't have a name. I want Dolph Lundgren. Oh. Dolph Lundgren. I want a big, jacked, 
Russian henchman with boxing gloves or without following this yeah. guy around, <laughs> just beating the crap out of people. I think that'd be cool. I like it. He's just he's wearing boxing gloves the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> guess I guess I'm down with that. Um word. I got a couple couple recasts. Um the first one I know I just I know I just just put in a, mo- a scene in this movie with uh with uh Jeremy Renner singing a song, but I also want to recast that role as well since we we don't get the Jeremy oh. Renner musical performance. Um I want to I think uh my dude Michael K. Williams could be in that role. Who is that? What is I he just in? I just finished uh, watching The Wire, and he's a big character in that, and uh, he's he's awesome. I don't know. He's also in um, The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg. He plays a bad guy in that, and he's he's great. I don't know. I love him. So that would be my if I was going to replace Jeremy Renner, or I would just add him in as an auxiliary character, some sort of other character. I don't know. Why not? Anyway, Michael K. Williams. Need more need more Dope. movies with that dude. My other recast, and this bad guy, uh, that's my that's my other recast. I'm gonna recast the main bad guy. Michael Nyk Nyquist. Um, I feel like he's just like the discount Mads Mickelson. He's like a poor man's <laughs> Mad Mickelson. He's like, Oh, we couldn't get Mads Mickelson, so we got a Michael Nyquist instead. It's he's like the same he does the same thing. What do you say that? Uh, I think he's he's more like a Stella Stella Skarsgard. I got uh, yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. He's sort of like a he's like if, if he had a baby with Mads Mickelson. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get Michael Nyquist. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like you just should just, you know, freaking cough up the cash and get uh, Mads Mikkelsen in this movie. So that was those are my two big recasts. Love it. Mads Mikkelsen was in uh, Casino Royale, which I was watching last night. <laughs> yep. Spy movie. It, all com- yeah. it all comes back around. Full circle, baby. I called out um, Simon Pegg, Sam, because I know that Elijah, you said, mentioned, I think, in the last episode that you are not a big fan of his. But yeah. I thought he was like yeah. really good in this movie. Like, I, I maybe it was because I was expecting him to be that like really dorky, you know, horrible character. But I feel like his lines were not terribly like cringeworthy, and a lot of them were kind of funny. Like when he's like, he's explaining the gloves to him, and he's like, "All right, what does like blue mean?" He's like, "Oh, it's just like it's easy. Blue is glue." And he's like, "What is red?" He's like, "Dead." And he just like goes along like he doesn't drag it. He's like, "Red's dead." <laughs> Just yeah, like he's funny. He's sort of clips. funny, but he, he's he's like funny and like he's like C three PO. You know, he's it's like I don't know. Would I miss <laughs> this guy if he funny. wasn't in this movie? No, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, it's mass. It's mass. It's populist humor, funny, which is fine. Yeah. It's just I wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss him if he was gone. I don't know. Yeah, you could probably have someone else deliver that relatively as yeah. effectively, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't like the character. Maybe that's that's what it is. It's nothing against. Simon Maybe Pegg. you're just upset that he's in this movie and Bing Rhames isn't. That could be it too. That could very yeah. well be it. What does it take to get Bing a little screen time around these parts? Man, alive. Hey, like, he comes back in the other movies. So. Yeah, he does. But uh, just yeah. missed opportunity here. Um, yeah. I've got a bunch of little little thoughts and notes and questions. If you guys are ready to move on to miscellaneous yeah. content Let's here, do it. Let's get there. yeah, I have one as I have a couple as well. So, well, we'll start. Off, I'll go first. First off, if you're a security guard 
and you're watching your security cameras and you see them blink once, like maybe go check it out. Because this happens <laughs> literally every movie. They always blink when they switch over to the fake camera or the fake feed or whatever. You'd think these yeah. guys would know. It's like if the camera's blinking, maybe someone's messing with your stuff. Just go look. So that's that popped in my head. It's literally the first scene in this movie. These guys are looking at this camera and they just, oh, that's weird. It just sort of, they're like looking directly at it. It's not even like they're looking away and they saw it, you know. I don't know. Same with the guy yeah. at the the guy in the hallway. It's like, just walk down there, dog. Do your job. I thought that was oh, yeah, wild though. I love that. The, 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 the what was it? The um, leaky faucet gun. That was that so great. I love because that's such simple tech. It's just like drip, drip. It's like that would drive you crazy yeah. and be like, oh, where's that freaking drip coming from? <laughs> yeah. I love I that guess. scene. Maybe he's he's not as in fault as at fault as the guys that are uh, at the the prison there, but. I don't know. Security guards, check your cameras if they flash. Check them. Just go go figure out what's going on. Take a look. Do your job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On Tom yeah. Cruise, really quick, is he more jacked in this movie than any other ones? He seemed more jacked. Um, no, I think that's, I this is just sort of his, his walking around weight. Okay. Um, I did notice, like, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but, like, the little... I guess it's going from like the sleight of hand in the first movie, which I found horrible. But the scenes where he's like in the prison cell and he's bouncing something off the wall, and you like realize it's a piece of concrete. It's like what? <laughs> I was like, that's ridiculous. But then I was like, then they had the scene where he steals the phone off the table, and when he's walking, he chucks it. It goes right down the drain. Did you see? It? Did you notice that? Too? Yeah. I was like, if that was me, I'd chuck it to the drain. It would hit game. off the side. And I'd have to walk back, and it would like mess up the whole vibe. You know? <laughs> Only in the movies. I, yeah, that scene at the beginning where he's chucking the rock is like, sorry, what? <laughs> that's not like that's not like I don't care how good you are. <laughs> yeah, concrete does like, not bounce. <laughs> yeah, stop me. Okay, stop me if you've heard this before. Um, spy, relatively successful spy movie franchise, right? Uh, you're maybe three movies in and they've done okay, some better than the others, that's fine. And then um, it's around the time that Jeremy Renner is starting to get popular. So you think, oh, let's integrate him into our spy movie franchise. <laughs> uh, and who knows, maybe set him up for a spinoff, maybe kind of like set him up to be kind of like similar to the leading man, you know, or, or whatever, right? Which franchise am I talking about? <laughs> not mission impossible i know what you're talking about right like how is that not weird to anyone else that like literally it was like a year apart that he was in this movie and he was in that mission impossible or um yeah. sorry that born identity spinoff yeah, yeah for everyone listening sam's referring to the born the born legacy i believe was the born spinoff that he yeah. was in they tried to uh, make him the new give him the reins to that franchise and and you know, Jeremy Renner, God bless him, handsome face, great singing voice, terrible songwriter. He, he's not, <laughs> he can't carry a franchise. That's not what he's here to do. You nope. know, he's a, he's a, he's the, the side man, which he's, he's great at being yeah. the side man. Isn't that funny though? The... Like that's, that is amazing. That point, like he can't be the leading guy, but he is a terrific number two. I mean, shouts yeah. to, shouts to his agent though. Like hardest working dude in the business, getting him a uh, mission impossible, 
uh, born and the Avengers, like all around the same time period. It's, it's yeah. just yeah. that guy is the hardest working man in showbiz. You know that agent. Shouts to him. He's sleeping with all the executives. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I got another role for you. <laughs> another franchise for you to be in. You're gonna make millions. I wonder if some guy was like, Jeremy, I'm gonna make you a star. He was like, okay. Next thing you know, okay. Jeremy Renner's a star for being the backup dick guy in every every action franchise. Yeah. Well, you know what? If that agent was pitching me a movie, I would have done it too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I after I saw the Hurt Locker, I was like, oh, Jeremy Renner is gonna be like the next big guy. Like he's he was good in this movie. I liked it. Um, <laughs> you know, he's the next, you know, Tom Cruise or whatever. And then yep. it was like, no, nah, he's not. He's very much he, not that. He's not. <laughs> what, why not, though? I, he just doesn't have the the juice, the, that, like, star juice, I guess. For yeah. some reason, it's just not there. Yeah, I think it's like, I don't know. I, I Well, I'm, I obviously, Tom Cruise is, like, slightly insane. Yeah. But they have, like, this weird, like... <laughs> confidence charisma yeah you know yeah there you go it's the charisma well, i feel I think like jeremy renner's just isn't quite there out of all the actors or actresses that i'd want to hang out with like jeremy renner's probably close to the top of that list he's probably just like a chill dude really? at least he comes off as it like or just like someone not, maybe not someone you want to hang out with but someone you want to be like a long-term friend with because all these other people you know they're gonna have like really roller coaster lives like you know what you're getting with jeremy like he's gonna be work is yeah. nine to five he's gonna be pretty chill <laughs> You he's know. gonna force you to listen to his terrible songs that's okay that's okay that's fine hey rudy i got this new song i want you to check out it's called nomad i'm gonna say oh it's great man keep it up jeremy you're doing a great job staying out of rehab just keep it up can i read you some some jeremy renner song lyrics oh gosh i guess yes you can miles yeah. and miles and miles i've traveled the world and back so many times with nothing on my back but a guitar and a smile chasing a Ugh. dream only fools like me would follow but Ugh. i was born a soldier waging a war against all that said i told you with my feet on the ground and my heart on my shoulder and i don't mind if i gotta start all over that's right he just rhymes Wait. soldier with shoulder and start all over Wait. So he's got his guitar on one shoulder and then his heart on the other his shoulder. His heart's on wow. the other shoulder. <laughs> Dude, so he's dumb. carrying a lot on those those broad shoulders. That's so dumb. Those are the lyrics oh, to uh, no. to the Jeremy Renner hit Nomad. So be sure wow. to ch- be sure to check that out. Um back to miscellaneous notes. And that scene where they're driving down the road, how does Tom Cruise not see those camels in the road that he has to like swerve mm. around last yeah. minute? It's like yeah. miles ahead. It's a whole yeah, flock of cam- camels there, and he's got to be like, whoa, I didn't, didn't see those 17 camels walking down then, this, then, this road in the middle of nowhere where there's literally nothing else to see. And then after, he just like looks at the girl and he just like smiles and just like camels. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought they were going like, yeah. sixty. Yeah, I thought they were going camels. sixty down the highway, and then all of a sudden, they're actually only like five miles an hour. <laughs> uh, just, just crazy. That was so. That was my one question. My other question is, why does he wear those weird pants when he's climbing? Like, what is the? De- he's like, oh, I got to climb outside of a building. I better put my Benjamin Franklin pants. <laughs> like, what's up with that? They're like those pants you see people wear when they ride bikes, so their their leg doesn't get caught in the chain. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what are capris. we doing here? Just put on some, put on some <laughs> shorts Franklin like a normal pants. dude. <laughs> 
Yeah. Said he got to put his knickerbockers on. (laughs) Should should Um, we get to Sam's um, questions? Yeah, Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. This will sort of segue into those. My last miscellaneous question, but should Tom Cruise lean into the mustache look full time? Tom with the stash? Makes him look really Russian. I think he can can pull it it off. Anyway, that was my that was my Tom Cruise hair question. You can lead it. Hit your. uh, your Well, that ties into both Tom Cruise hair and uh, Tom Cruise masks. Mm. Um, So we could segue into either. I think with that one, I was actually thinking, why like they did a disguise situation in this movie and they didn't use masks. Yeah. Like what? What's the deal with that? It's a shame uh, Sean so, wasn't on for this episode. The one epi- the one movie where they don't use the masks. Yeah. Sean's yeah. not here for it. Yeah. Um, but did you guys notice, and I don't know if I saw, saw something, but like, no, it definitely happened. Like, the bad guy in that desert car chase scene, it was actually yeah. the nuke dude yeah. wearing a mask with the <laughs> fake it, bad guy. It literally yeah. made zero difference <laughs> it did, to the movie. It was like, what? Okay. Like, wow, great. <laughs> Well, that's well. Get to your question, Sam, and then we can yeah. Okay, well, to the answer. This Sorry. question is on a scale of one to ten, one being very poor use, and ten being very uh, strong use of the masks in this movie. Um, how would you guys rank this? So, this is, Elijah, this, why this don't you a, go ahead? This is a one for sure. There was yeah. a, there was yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> They didn't use masks at all, and the only mask that's actually used is by the bad guy. And he's just using it. This no-name random bad guy is just using it to disguise himself as another no-name random bad guy, <laughs> so that when the mask comes off, there's no payoff, and it's completely yeah. pointless. Yeah. It's like it's just and, more of like a wow. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, Whoa! It's like a oh wow. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. It's like they and they foreshadowed the masks the whole movie. Yeah, they're like they got that oh, like thing, yeah. at the beginning, like uh, Simon Pegg is just like oh, like I I wish we we're using masks or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then in like the middle, like in the uh, Burj Khalifa scene, it's like the mask machine breaks and it's like okay, like there's got to be a mask <laughs> twist, and then it just it's just like oh, like the the one. People, person who can wear a mask and it not matter at all. That's great. <laughs> the it's the Chekhov's mask. Yeah, yeah. Chekhov's all right. Gets so, used. Rudy, I'm guessing your ranking is pretty low on this yeah, one. Yeah, well. I, I would give it a one as well. They, right. It would have been better if the like that's where like maybe your Philip Seymour Hoffman you know integration yeah. would have been good if he pulls the mask off and it's PSH under there. Oh, you know, I like that a lot. That would that would be awesome. Fillmore Seamip is under there, yeah, <laughs> rocking out. <laughs> then it would then it would pay off. It would make sense. Maybe that was part of the plan initially. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah. no no payoff for the mask usage in this. That's purely how I grade the mask. Like on a scale of like you know plot twistiness. Like in in Mission Impossible Two, that scene where you think Tom is dead and he's not actually dead. Great payoff the mask use yeah. this one payoff not good not worth it yeah yeah did you use it to keep me guessing yeah and this one no no <laughs> not at all <laughs> no payoff whatsoever so, um all right yeah um yeah so transitioning then i guess to the other uh ranking that we have on these movies um 
on a scale of one to 10, one being you didn't really like it at all, not very good for Tom Cruise, and 10 being that's the flow I aspire to have um, <laughs> throughout the rest of my life. Uh, what, uh, what would you rank his hair in this one? Uh, Rudy, why don't you kick us off here? Yeah, I think it was uh, like a 7.5 just because it was in between like the shorter hair and he had a little bit of wispiness going on. Um, yeah. You know, very, very standard. I think it wasn't, it didn't distract me from the movie like some of the <laughs> other ones have. Uh, but it wasn't also, it wasn't distracting me in a good way. Yeah, that's good. It's, yeah. It's not, it's, a bad, not a bad ranking. So there's parts, like much like the rest of this movie as a whole, there are parts of the movie where it's his best hair in the entire franchise. At the end there, where he's just like sitting on that dock and looking wistfully at his wife, who True, he can't, yeah. have a, can't have a relationship with, he just has peak hair there. It's peak Tom yeah. Cruise hair. Mm-hmm peak flow then there's other scenes like where he comes out of prison and it's like sort of hanging in his face it just looks a little like do you guys you guys know about like garth brooks when he went through that like emo phase and he was gonna be like an emo star (laughs) named chris gaines that's what his hair tom cruise's hair looks like in some of this movie it's just a little too chris gainsy for uh for my takes so it's a pretty deep cut there yeah i don't don't really know what you're talking about but i'll take it you're not up um, on the, the Chris Gaines legacy lore? Yeah. So if you could translate that to a numerical value. You Just Google Chris Gaines. You'll see what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Hold on. <laughs> no, I worked with a guy named Chris Gaines. No S. This uh, Chris Gaines image I'm looking at makes me think uh, Chris Angel. Yeah, yep. Sort Ooh. of also another another similar look. Yeah. So there's scenes in this movie where Tom Cruise's hair looks like that. So I would give it. I'd give it a six. It's a six. Yeah, this is brought down yeah. by some bad bad appearances, but also some really good appearance helping uh, elevate it. So yeah, yeah, I'd say it's it's an average one, right? Like I I think the scene when he's got his uh, his Burj Khalifa goggles on, um, I think the goggles the hair hair goggles combo looks good. But yeah. uh, but mm. then there's moments where it's just kind of like whatever. It looks yeah. a little like almost like there's a few scenes where it's like when someone puts like too much like hair gel in yeah and it's like all like all the strands are like too thick or whatever and it's like that doesn't look like real hair i don't yeah but um so yeah i'm gonna actually give this one a five (gasps) so it's like right in the middle for me what's the best so far it's two right he is the best hair in two right oh yeah yeah right now easily two is outshining all of them yeah but it's a 10 9 10 10 from the four of us in two. Oh yeah um and then the worst one is one which is a four four five five (laughs) okay i think i would bump bump my my one score up to a six i would say yeah like on par with this one yeah yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Anyway. Well, I'll put it in brackets because I don't know if I should allow you to do that. No, you can't do that. <laughs> you know. Retroactive brackets. Yeah. <laughs> put an asterisk next to it. Yeah. Four, well, maybe six. Well, that does it for the Ghost Protocol. It's not any. Is it anybody's top twenty? No, but it's so far uh, my favorite no. of the four. I think. They're climbing. I think. I'll tell you what, list- I can't. I'm sorry, Elijah. I just gonna say I think our lists are perfect mirrors of each other. <laughs> I think where you're, where you have your one, I have my four. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 
I, I got to yeah. come up with my ranking because after this rewatch, my ranking has changed slightly. But um, this one coming up, Rogue Nation, which is the next one, is was like, you know, to me is one of the best Mission Impossible. So this is, it's there like, to me, Rogue Nation, it's almost like this is, you know, if you're comparing them with the Fast and Furious movies, this movie is sort of like Fast and Furious 3 and or Fast and Furious 4 and Rogue Nation is like, yeah. you know fast and furious five where they just have it dialed in it's like Mm -hmm. the the essence of what these movies are and everything is firing on all cylinders it's just like perfect the whole way through that's rogue nation to me it's got all the elements you want and it's just totally dialed a lot like fast five yeah i agree um i think uh i would maybe dispute that with the one after rogue nation potentially being better yeah. But uh, yeah, Fallout. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, um, I haven't been more. But yeah, there's the only series. two left. There's only two left, guys. No, they're making more. They're making more. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you're right. But for this series, um, unless we really want to stretch it out, it's going to be a big. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, I don't big know. Gap. I don't know if the next next Mission Impossible is coming out in the next two months. I think we might have to wait. Yeah, that's all right. We can do that. No, we'll f- we'll finish it off. I'm mostly just amped to watch Rogue Nation again because I love that movie. Nice. So, everybody, Sweet. keep an ear out for that. Keep in the loop, Sam. Thanks for coming back on. Thanks for doing Sam. this with hey, us. Guys. Thanks it's for chit like chatting with so. the boys for taking Sean's yeah. place. Sean, if you're listening to this, we miss you. Can't wait till you're back. Yep. Yeah, uh, I I will say that I I I really do think that Sean's perspective balances out this podcast a lot so i miss you sean wow that's such a diss to you and me elijah can you believe it yeah (laughs) (laughs) you think we're we're just we're just here like off the chain this this podcast i just think you guys have i think you each have very high quality perspectives (laughs) yeah okay but they're different yeah and so sean is just on the a bit of the other side sometimes and i i like that (laughs) the the inmates are running the asylum over here baby (laughs) that that could be it Uh, okay well you know you gotta take what you can get Uh, i think next week i don't think sean's back yet next week so we're gonna have probably have another another stand-in guest who that will be Yet to be announced. We're in talks with several high-profile celebs to uh, mm. potentially take the role, and they'll, that obviously would come along with a, a movie choice as well. So keep your eyes I, out for that. We're not going to announce I, it here. I really want you guys to just one time say it, something like that, and then there's actually like someone somewhat famous <laughs> actually is a celebrity, and it's like what. <laughs> That's Rudy's job. Rudy's supposed to be uh, responsible for bringing in the big, big name talent. <laughs> talent yep. acquisition. I didn't know yep. that. Talent acquisition is Rudy's job. Maybe we oh. can get like uh, Bob Costas or something. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only person who could properly fill Sean's shoes on this podcast. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Sean and Bob Costas. Yeah. You know? Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, yeah, keep an eye and ear out for what's coming next on next week's podcast. You can find that information on the the uh, social media uh, outlets, Instagram and Twitter, at LooseConceptPod. Send us an email, LooseConceptPod at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, remember to always keep it loose. Keep it loose. Keep it conceptual.